Yes, we're back. Here I am, Will Forrest, wearing what is possibly the biggest hat the world has ever seen. But enough about that hat. The reason I'm here is for a Villa Burnley preview. Already had it. Yep, you're right. You have already had it. We put that episode out a couple of days ago. However, since then, Joe Redmond of Turfcast, the number one Burnley podcast has answered some questions for us about the upcoming Claret and Blue derby due to take place at Villa Park. So let's get to those intro credits really quickly so that you can hear the Burnley perspective. do a similar thing to what I did, asked you to do and uh, what you did for me. I'll read the question first and then I will um, just just answer it and just go from there. Um, yeah, so first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on to Talk of the Trinity. It's an honour to come on to the Aston Villa podcast and hopefully I can give a good assessment of the Clarets, the real Clarets, um, ahead of this weekend's game at Villa Park. So how did you do last time out? Well, of course, last time out, the game was actually postponed, uh, thanks to Watford having a few um, positive COVID cases. Um, it was postponed like two and a half hours before the game. Bearing in mind that Watford travelled up the day before, stayed at a hotel in Burnley, um, spent all day at the hotel in Burnley, went to the ground, started unloading the bus, um, started getting you know ready and dressed and set the changing rooms up, then it got postponed. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go into an old political debate on here because that's not not what it's about. But doing that less than two and a half hours before kickoff, regardless of what you think of the vaccine and what you think of the uh, of COVID itself and the whole situation, that in itself is a disgrace. Watford fans were already in Burnley, um, and you know, as much as I love my hometown, nobody wants to travel. You know, four hours or whatever it is on a coach all the way up three and a half maybe. Um, just to be told to turn around, um, so I do feel for a lot of fans there. But the last time we actually played was against West Ham. Um, we had a decent result, actually. 0-0 against the side who, at the time, were fourth. Um, we defended well, and Popey played well, um, and the two centre-backs played well. Um, but apart from that, you know, without Maxwell Cornier, and it's looking like he's not going to be playing on Saturday against you boys, Without Maxwell Cornier, there's there's just no ideas there whatsoever going forward. <coughs> Excuse me, and and it, and it was just one of them. We had no ideas going forward. So many passes were going astray. So many crosses were overhit. Um, I know Burnley get a bit of stick for being a long ball team, but when they do it, they do it well. But they weren't doing it well, and they haven't really done it well so far this season. So it was a few aimless punts upfield, which is what people label us with. But that's not what how we do it. But people do label us like that. But now we are actually playing like that. That's the frustrating thing. Um, so yeah, we defended well and ultimately got a good result against a good side who were above both of us in the league. Um, but I do feel they're burning out a little bit, West Ham now, um, to be honest. Um, but the, yeah, I felt we defended really, really well, um, which is not something I've said a lot this season. Uh, funnily enough, Burnley are labelled again as this team that defends very, very well and doesn't do that well going forward. This season we haven't defended very well, um, so it was good to see us defend well against West Ham. And like I said, pick up a... Um, Decent result. Um, 
sum up your season so far in three words. Um, not good enough. Um, 18th in the league. Uh, I, I hope I can summarise actually after that. Um, I'm going to summarise anyway. Um, 18th in the league, um, you know, looking more increasingly likely that we, we might end up going down. Um, I'm in the stage now of, I'm not going to say we're going down, but I am very worried and I've pressed the panic button. I said on the West Ham um, pre-game show that I am going to hold assessment until January the 15th because we've got several winnable games coming up between, including Watford and West Ham and yourselves and obviously your world favourites and I do think you likely will win. It is more of a winnable game than obviously say your likes of Chelsea and City. Um, so I'm holding... Holding before I say that's it, we're down until January the 15th when we play Leicester at home, who have been hit and miss this season, more miss than hit. Um, you know, we've got Everton on Boxing Day, and they're not doing very well. They're playing Chelsea as I'm recording this, by the way. I've not even checked the score, watch this, they'll be falling up uh, and they'll turn a corner. Um, but the Watford game was the main game where I thought we can win that, get out of the relegation zone, and kick on. Um, but obviously, that got called off. We'll probably get rearranged for mid February, and by then, they'll have spent 100 million quid on the team, and, and so will Newcastle. And, uh, and we'll be dead and buried, but um, fingers crossed that's obviously not the case. But yeah, sum up your season so far in three words, not good enough. Who is your danger man slash men? Um, Maxwell Corner is obviously the standout one, um, but I don't think he'll be playing. Um, if he's not, it's going to be Burnley nil. Uh, best we can offer is probably a draw. Um, other than that... <sighs> That, that's probably it so far this season, you know, really. The, the standout players, weirdly, have been our fullbacks. They, they've been the better two players for the majority of the season, apart from Max. Um, they've both been playing well, uh, weirdly, at different times. Charlie started the season really well, Charlie Taylor. Um, sorry, started it poorly, and Louts, Lawton, obviously, you boys will know. Um, he started it really well, and now they've kind of flipped positions. Lawton's not playing so well at the minute, but Charlie Taylor's playing really, really well. But um, yeah, normally, I'd say Dwight McNeil. But he's been poor this season. Again, he's been hit and miss, but miss more than hit. And again, last time out against West Ham, he just he's too slow sometimes. He'll get the ball, he's indecisive, he'll turn back and pass it back. But when he's full of confidence, like just check the goal out he scored against Everton last year, gets the ball, he runs at defenders and he just fires it in the top corner. And that's what we need. We need Dwight to be back like that. If we can have Max on one wing and Dwight on the other doing that and two decent strikers, you know, I think we'll actually be a decent side. But at the minute... You know, I think um, Sean's playing Maxwell up front because the strikers aren't firing. Chris Wood, I normally would say, is the danger man because he scores a lot of goals. He's not scoring goals. He's sort of low on confidence. He's knackered. Um, so, yeah, um, I think at the minute the only danger man we have is Maxwell Corner. Um, and it's looking like he's not going to be playing this weekend. So, we have no danger men. Um, you'll be good to know. Um, fingers crossed. Um, Corner makes it. Who are your danger men slash men? Um, I've been impressed with Ramsey. I've not seen much of him, to be honest. I saw the goal at the weekend and I've just listened to the chat that you've sent me uh, where you're singing his praises. Uh, so I'm impressed with him. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him as well because I think he's going to be one of them that's kind of will go under our, our scouting radar because you know he's, he's only really just started to burst on the scene in the last season, season and a half or whatever it is. Um, and to be honest, I didn't... I won't say I didn't rate him because I didn't know enough about him, but I, I, it was never a player that I'm like, oh, this player's really good. But then I saw that goal against Norwich, you know. It's a very, very good goal and shows a lot of technical ability in there. So I think, you know, he's obviously a very, very good footballer. Um, so I think he's one of them. Um, John McGinn, I like John McGinn. He's, he's the proper type of 
player that, you know, he's a proper type of Burnley player where he gets stuck in, he don't care, he'll wind people up, he gets, like I said, he, he don't, don't care about getting hurt, you know, just that's the sort of player we need. It, right now, that is the sort of player we need in the middle because that's that's just not what we've got at the minute. We're missing that that fight in the middle. We've got two, you know, albeit legend, not legends in half, like two good servants of the club in the middle of the park in Jack Cork and Ashley Westwood, but I think they're both the wrong side of 30 now. West is looking tired. Cork has been dropped until the West Ham game. He played well against West Ham without ripping any trees up. Um, but yeah, we are missing the John McGinn type player, so I really do like John McGinn. And, and like I said, Ramsey, he's a... One for the future, I think, Ramsey, but I think he's decent now as well. Uh, score prediction. Uh, no, normally I'll say what I said on the West Ham show and on their podcast. I don't like predicting against Burnley, um, but say if we're away at City or Liverpool, for example, I'll just be like, yeah, obviously we're going to get beat. Um, and at the end of the minute, I'm in that mindset of, I just don't see where the next win's coming from. I thought it was Watford and, you know, the plan was play Watford, beat them, Beat them comfortably, and then I'd have been sitting in now going, "Yeah, we can nick this, we can nick this," because that's what a win does, doesn't it? Um, but no, that Newcastle game really, really, you know, sucked the laugh out of me. Um, sorry, did I say win? That Newcastle game, the Newcastle defeat, it really, really sucked the laugh out of me. And I thought, you know, we were standing a chance until then. When you put in that performance against a team of Newcastle's quality in such a game of such magnitude. I just it just makes you think. Well, where's the next points coming from? If you can't get up for this, what can you get up for? Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nil Villa. Yeah, I don't normally do that, so clip it up, save it. Um, because this time in three weeks, if we've got a win, I'll be predicting this to beat you know anybody and everybody. Um, but yeah, at the minute it's you know the moods kind of sort of like drifting out of the fans at the minute, and we we do need a win. Um, to get kick started, really, and hopefully, hopefully, we can, I, I'm not saying it's it's not impossible that you know we have, you know we've had a decent ish record at Villa Park over the years. I remember us beating you one, I uh, was beating you one nil there um, quite a while ago, actually, about ten, twelve years ago. Um, but it went that long, I can't remember. But um, obviously, the two two where um, Eaton was in the nets. Um, so you know we've not got you know it's not a ground that we just get murdered at every time we go. So you know it's it's not impossible, and I don't think there'll be too many eyebrows raised if we nick a one nil like, across the football. It'll be a case of oh, but they'll be on a bit Villa. Um, I think we can do it. Do I think we'll do it? No, um, to be honest, um, that's where we're at at the minute. Uh, will Burnley finish higher or lower than Villa? Um, lower. Yeah. Um, if you'd have asked me that question with Smith in charge, um, I'd have probably, you know, debated it um, and then could have fell either way. Um, but I think Gerard is... I always said, and I know you boys will obviously like Dean Smith because he did a lot for you and, you know, I respect that. But I always said that Dean Smith, you've outgrew him, I think. Um, and he was holding you back for where you want to be now. Um, I think Gerard is the manager to take you to that next level. I love Gerard. Always like Gerard. Um a little bit, I won't say disappointed to see him go to Villa because that makes it sound like I don't like Villa and I didn't want him to go there. Um, I was disappointed to see him leave Rangers because I enjoyed seeing him do well at Rangers because I want Gerald to do well. So I was wanting Rangers to do well, whereas now he's in the Premier League against a rival. Um, so now I'm wanting Gerald to do well, but then it's also, you know, bad for Burnley if there's another team winning the Premier League every single week, especially when you're in the position that you were when Dean Smith left. Um, but yeah, like Gerard, like you were saying, obviously on the answers you've given me, class player. And he's obviously got that winning mentality and uh, and things like that. And I think I think he's a manager to get you to that next level. Um, Europe possibly in the next two three years. Um, who knows? But I think he's definitely that man to get you to the next level. 
Well, that's it for the questions then. Um, I'll just quickly give a plug. My name's John from Turfcast Podcast. It's a Burnley podcast. We're on other social media channels. Just search Turfcast Podcast if you want some Burnley chat. Of course, there'll be a Aston Villa pre-game show on there if you want the Burnley perspective. Or should I say, it's actually the Villa perspective because it's your answers, isn't it? Um, answers from Talk of the Trinity. So maybe a lot of Villa chat on there and uh, what a minute or so of me chatting um, at the start of it. So feel free to check it out. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on all the podcast apps, Spotify, Acast, you know, podcasts app that you use on apple or whatever google google podcast i don't know what they're all called but yeah pretty free to check it out and like i said earlier thanks for inviting me on the show and there you have it joe gives us all the information that we need to know going into saturday's three o'clock showdown with burnley he baz myself have all said a two nil villa win and they say that Things come in freeze. Let's hope it's good things. Let's hope it is 2 0 and that we can keep marching up the league under the leadership of Stephen Gerrard. As always, enjoy the game, safe travels, stay safe. Again, if you're struggling at the moment with your mental health or you just need to reach out and talk to anyone, myself, Baz, we're here for you. Drop us a tweet on Twitter or DM us. We're always happy to talk, whether it's about life in general or whether it's about the villa. We're there for you. Cheers, Tar. Thank you very much. I'm Villa till I die. Up the villa.